All right, welcome to the Sci-Fi Guy podcast, and as usual, I am your host, Will, and we're going to talk Chakotay. We're going to talk Chakotay, a Voyager, and Native American culture with my buddy, Brandon Cornelson, and I'm going to bring on Brandon right now. Are you there, Brandon? I'm here. Wow, you are there. Oh my God, it's really him. I think you've been avoiding the Sci-Fi Guy podcast. You're finally on. I finally got you. <laughs> so you can't hide for a little. That's right. I got I got the uh, sensor, full sensor spread, and we got you now. But um, yeah, we've been, we've been meaning to do this for a while. And um, obviously, you being a Native American yourself, I said, let me go to the source. You know, let me get go to an expert in the culture. Certainly, far more than an expert than than a lot of people than almost anyone I know. So let me, uh, yeah, let me just uh, start off. Obviously, we all know if we love Star Trek and especially Voyager, who he is, Chakotay is. But let me do a little official um, sort of mini bio. Chakotay is a fictional character who appears in each of the seven seasons of the sci-fi fiction TV series Star Trek Voyager. Portrayed by actor Robert Beltran, he is first officer aboard the Starfleet starship Voyager. The character was suggested at an early stage of the development of the series. He is the very first Native American main character in all of the Star Trek franchise. It was a deliberate move by producers of the series who sought to provide an inspiration as with Ohura in Star Trek, the original series for African Americans. To develop the character, the producers sought the assistance of, I believe it's uh, pronounced Yamaki Highwater, Yamaki Highwater, who falsely claimed to be Native American. Ah, that's it. I'd never heard of that. Despite first being named as a Sioux and later a Hopi, Jacody was given no tribal affiliation or origin at the start of the series, but something that was later resolved in the episode Tattoo. So this is really interesting. I didn't know that the producers sought the assistance of a a gentleman who falsely claimed to be Native American. So I don't know if you know that or if you heard that. It's really interesting. Uh, no, hey. I, I, I knew I, I, the planet that he was from. Well, he's from another planet. Yeah, he's from like a colony. Right. He's like, it's not Earth. It's a, it's a colony. Let me see. It, it, it comes back. Uh, is yeah reviewers of the let's see his background was from yeah it was explained during the course of Voyager he was born on the Federation colony near the Cardassian space in the demilitarized zone while he was young he was looked after by his grandfather uh, he did visit Earth on occasion but was not from Earth originally so but again what's really yeah what's really interesting is the the actual producers of Voyager they they consulted with this man named Jamaki or Yamaki Highwater who claimed to be a Cherokee but he misrepresented himself he was really an Eastern European Jewish man it says he was exposed as an imposter wow. yeah he, right he was exp he was uh, um, exposed was exposed as an imposter in 1984 by activist Hank Adams and reporter Jack Anderson, says despite this, he continued to be widely perceived by the general public as Native American. And Voyager was was Voyager was produced in 1995. So so eleven years after this dude was sort of outed as a as a scammer, they still consulted with him. So who knows? He's deceased now. He uh, he died about twenty years ago anyway. But 
But yes, yeah, so right. So the, the bottom right, the bottom line is obviously you're you're a starter. Well let me first of all, let me let me um have you introduce yourself because I didn't properly do that. So why don't you tell everybody your a little bit about your background? Um I was I'm born and raised in Iowa and uh, on the Indian settlement in Iowa for the Nisquaki Nation. Um, I live in Las Vegas now. I work as a security professional, a partner in a security firm here in Vegas. Great, and you have, of course, you have a military background as well. Right, you have a military ba- background as well, right? Yeah, yeah. so um, I've been living here in Vegas for about 28 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 28 Great. years, and, you know, Great. living the dream. Right, and what, and, what, and what is your military background as well? What about that? Well, I was in the Marines also, Marine Great. Corps veteran. Great. Um, entered out of high school, yeah. got out. And once I got into the Marines, I came to Vegas and spent a few years as a bounty hunter and private investigator, and that kind of where I'm at now. So you certainly have a uh, complex background, let's say, like that complicated, as they say. Very good. Right. It's so. Kind of unusual. Not, it's not the road. It's the road less travel, I'd say. Right, <laughs> right. The idea is that you've you've worn many hats and done many things, right? Yeah. Great. So yeah. right. So yeah. right now, right. So now, so let me. I mean, there's so many things we can touch upon. But when you, how about just start at the beginning? When you heard that Voyager was coming or when you f- saw the first episodes or so and, and was aware of Chakotay, like, what did you think? Were you prepared to see him? Was it a surprise or like what happened? Well, when I first saw Chakotay, it was, uh, I didn't know that they were going to have an Indian character on there that I can remember, mm-hmm. but I was happy to see that they had a native character on there once I started watching the show. Right. And he's such, he's got such depth in his character. I mean, in terms of, uh, one thing that always stuck out, uh, stood out for me as an admiral quality of his is his ability, is his willingness to really sacrifice. You know, right. I think that's a really admirable quality to the point where he would, you know, die in some circumstances. You know, and um, that that really kind of endeared me to him. Right, that he has those ideals and he's willing to uh, yeah, to go the steps. Strong in conviction, you know. Right. Right, and it's funny. I was just rewatching the uh, the pilot, of course, Caretaker, and there was a great. There was some technical difficulties. I was going to start the show as I usually do with a clip, but there's a great clip um, moment in Caretaker where Alana Torres, who of course is a fellow Maquis, you know, fellow sort of terrorist uh, against the Cardassian occupation. So she's on the bridge with Jane. Yeah, she's on the bridge with Janeway, and they're kind of arguing about some point. I can't remember the engines, whatever it might be. And Janeway is like, you know, we got to do it this way. We got to do it this way. And, and Torres is like, no, or something. Blah, blah, blah. And she runs over to Chakotay and she's like, why or something? And he looks at her and he goes, because she's the captain and we follow the captain's orders. Yeah. So right off the bat, right, right out of the starting gate, Chakotay was like, we're, we're going to have to be Starfleet or rather at least follow Starfleet and be as Starfleet as possible, you know, as be, be as sort of, you know, um, cooperative as possible. So. Yeah, right. yeah. But yeah. I mean, one of the things when he you mentioned the Marquis, right? You know, he kind of took over for them. But what caused him to go over to them? So he he left right. Starfleet and then became the leader of the Marquis. But there's kind of some 
some vague uh, circumstances there where you're not really certain how that happened. Right. I think it was because of, again, his, his background with the colony, with his home world and the Cardassian, of course, occupation, just almost sort of like the Bajorans. Like here's an interesting little card. They give um, sort of producer cards on the, you know, the backgrounders of the um, the characters. This is right from uh, Rick Berman, Michael Piller, and Jerry Taylor from the actual Bible, which I was given when I pitched and was started trying to write for them. As a leader, he is steady, fearless, and capable of inspiring absolute devotion. Though he comes on to Voyager more by necessity than choice, he quickly wins the respect of even the most diehard of Starfleet veterans. He strikes an immediate and powerful bond with Janeway, and an unusual one with Kim, who through Chakotay's example begins to question his own uh, and the culture and the loss of his traditional values. Which is really interesting because I know Kim went through a lot of stuff with you know, romance that he didn't find the girl or, you know, more, he was so young, he was the youngest, uh, bridge crew, you know, and the ensign. And, um, but through this, they were trying to say like, he was going to sort of, you know, question his cultural identity. So let me, let me really get into the culture with you. So you were excited when you saw him, were you a little bit, not disappointed, but again, they never gave him that true, you know, tribal connection. They thought he was going to be sort of, I think, charity at first or whatever, but they never really, I guess they wanted him to be more general, you know, so he could be related, relatable to any native or more, more natives or something. Yeah, he was relatable as a native, but some of the, uh, you know, like he had a, he had a fallout with his dad and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, so the, it was those kind of things that kind of make it made it more likable to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how, and there's some there's some there's some similarities there because he kind of went off to Starfleet of his own accord, and I pretty much did the same thing when I joined the Marines. I I just up and left. Right, you know, so you I almost could relate, yeah. Like you I, joined, right, right. Cool. My folks weren't really supportive of it at first either, so. You know, I kind of have something in common with him in that respect. Wow, wow, interesting. Yeah, and the right. I, um, right, right, like I said, he, 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 wasn't, he didn't represent like any individual tribe, but he was a native, and he still kind of had a lot of those qualities that that I think um, you know natives kind of uh, are familiar to. Right, that he wasn't just sort of uh, what's the word? I mean, come on, we all remember the old sort of westerns. Where it was just so you know guys in war paint, right? War paint on a on a horse, and you really didn't know who they were, and it was like right, you didn't know what they really were about or their culture. But at least with Chakoti, you got a little bit more specific, and certainly you know a little bit more cultural, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and so so like what what was you know? Let me let me ask this too. Is almost a, a sort of a, out of the starting gate here. Why, why do you watch Star Trek? You know, you, you don't have to be overly complex or wordy, but why do you love it? Or you know, why did you? Why were you attracted to Star Trek in general? You know, before Voyager, Next Generation, old series, original series, and such. The expeditionary nature of their mission was really what drove me. You so know, right the, the, out there, the, exploring strange new worlds, seeking out new life, that right. sort of thing. It was always kind of a really great thing to to see the next episode where they're doing something else. You know, even even next gen kind of really drove that home in a lot of ways. It's just the the, the expeditionary nature of the show where they're going out and they're exploring the universe and and finding you know, surprising new things. I think right. especially 
especially for young kids and stuff like that, you know, when you're able to kind of stoke those, uh, those, uh, creative <laughs> parts of your brain, you know, it can really, it can really, you really start liking it, you know, right. Some people, you know, a lot of folks out there, they're not really into the whole Star Trek thing. And you can, as somebody who enjoys Star Trek, when you talk to them, you know, they're completely, you know, not really uh, up on everything and they don't understand a lot of it. So I guess maybe that's part of where, you know, some of the negativity comes from. But it's been an enjoyable show to me. What about, right, and now what, because I was going to get into the, um, sort of more detailed uh, reception of Chakoti, like within your, say, friends or family who are natives as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, do, do you have um, relatives and family members that sort of like Voyager because of that? You know, I don't want to say just because he's there, but was that something, maybe an attraction for them as well? Do you have any stories of that? Or? Um, well, I, had, I got a cousin who's a pretty big Star Trek fan. Mm-hmm. And we kind of, talked about, you know, you see the new shows and stuff come out and you talk about them and you play them out, especially as kids. But I think uh, around Indian country, I, I, I would say the older Star Trek probably wasn't so, so much more popular. I think Next Generation probably brought it up more into the mainstream. You know, really? That's uh, interesting. So, no, so nobody liked Kirk, they liked Picard. <laughs> right now you say That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Poor Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think. I mean, you look. Look. You look. I mean, obviously, the original series is is the uh, is the is the path uh, the path uh, the trailblazer the pathfinder. It's uh, sort of the old testament, if you want to say, in the new maybe next gen and the old you know the new ones of the new testament. But I think that what next generation did would would yeah was open up things more and just sort of included more. You say inclusive or something. Yeah. Whereas, you know, I love the original series, but of course it was a product of its time and, you know, it was maybe, maybe it was a little bit, you know, limited. So you're saying it's interesting and people took, you know, more, uh, what's it called? More attention. And it ran longer. I mean, obviously it ran seven seasons and, you know, and um, the old series ran only three. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So what about, um, I mean, again, you don't have to get into detail or, or, uh, even give titles or such, but do you have a favorite episode or so? I have several of, you know, Chakoti, because we're talking about him specifically. I have, I have a couple. Yeah. Um, there's one, he really got into it with Kardashian um, when that whole thing started happening mm-hmm. because um, that, that kind of bad blood that he had with the Kardashians was first kind of came out. Wasn't he, they killed somebody close to him, mm-hmm. and that became like a that became like a a, a catalyzing moment for yeah, him in sure. terms of thinking on the Kardashian. But mm-hmm. I can't remember the exact name of the episode. Mm-hmm. That's all right. Do you remember? Um, right. Well, what was it with the Kazon? Because of course, Kardashians were back in the in the Alpha Quadrant, in the Delta Quadrant with Voyager. Yeah, yeah I'm just saying. Yeah, the Kazon, and of yeah, course. Right. He was with the Marquis at that time. Right. Yeah, and back. Yeah. With right, back in the in the Alpha Quadrant, but with the uh, what is it with Seska? You know, his sort of one time girlfriend with the Kazon, and then of course she, you know, she left them and went with the Kazon and pretended he had a baby with her, 
you know, it's great. And, you know, with the, with the, uh, a Maj color, uh, with the, with the K's on, um, I think for me, the two, the two that really leap out is one is from, um, one is from the third season called distant origin. And this was about the sort of, they were like dinosaur guys, like humanoid lizards. And they were, they were called the, yeah, they were called the Voth. And the whole thing was where, you know, um, Jacody kind of hooked up with them and they, they took him uh, captive because they didn't want him and one of their scientists to, to reveal the truth to the people that they, you know, they were offshoots of humanity, you know, they're sort of their evolution. So it was sort of like an evolution episode. Um, really great. And it's interesting because I'm looking over some of the um, fan, you know, a reception and it says that um, they felt many felt this was the best of the series so far. Um, one of the, uh-huh. yeah, one of the, one of the producers who I had the, the pleasure of meeting and pitching to Michael Piller. Um, he's deceased now. He was great. He created Deep Space Nine, Voyager. And um, he said he felt that Distant Origin was the best episode of the series so far, which is saying a lot. Wow. And yeah, and it was, and one of the, two of the main uh, Trek sites ranked it fourth um, of all time of any Star Trek. It's called Distant Origin. And it's a really great episode. And it's a really focused, of course, Chicote, Chicote episode. And then the uh, second one, which I just love as an episode as well, but it's also Chicote episode. It's a two-parter. It's from uh, season four. It's called Year of Hell. That's the time temporal people that keep changing the timeline because the dude, the, the main guy, he wants um, he wants his uh, his wife back. Um, it's they're called the Krenum, and um, he's you know he's the main scientist and he wants his wife back because his wife was was you know killed uh, you know whatever in, in some you know other timeline so he keeps changing the timeline to get the, the wife back that's all he cares about and Chicote is uh, Chicote and Paris are taking you know prisoner by them and they kind of help or you know because they have no choice of course they want to get back to Voyager and and he's you know he totally fucks up Voyager I mean to the point where there it's li- literally limping there's almost nothing left of Voyager and of course everything gets you know straightened out at the end but that's an awesome one and the great Kurt, yeah, yeah, the great, the great Kurtwood Smith, who played the villain in RoboCop, he plays Anorex, the main, uh, the main dude in uh, in uh, Year of Hell. It's one of my favorites. Oh, it's a great one. So it's a bunch of good quote of Chakoti ones, of course. So, but let me, yeah, but let me ask. So, so the idea of Chakoti, I mean, I know it's kind of a, a sensitive thing. Again, the idea of a role model, you know. And like again, the development of the series with the producers, they wanted this to be, they wanted Chakoti to be a role model for the Native Americans. Like, how do you feel about that? Like, I don't want to put any words in your mouth. I just like, what is, what does that mean to you when you hear someone say that person is going to be a role model, you know, for the for the community? Well, I mean, I think it's, I think it's great. You know, mm-hmm. I think that they, I think it was a great character that they added in you you mentioned an episode which one was probably one of my favorites with him mm. i don't know if you remember an episode i think i just found it online it's called caretaker do you remember that episode? oh sure that's that's the pilot that's the first one mm-hmm. yeah yeah that was that one was a that one was one that i enjoyed as well but just back back to your question the um the representation of natives and especially in a show like star trek i think it's huge yeah. You know, I don't think natives are represented enough in Hollywood or, or, or in, in a lot of, you know, um, TV and movie productions. And, you know, for whatever reason that is, I don't want to get into the politics of it, but it is always good to see, you know, natives up there and, 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 and doing their thing and, and kind of represent. Right. 
Right, because it's true. I mean, it's hard. I mean, when we met, we should say, you know, when when we you know we've known each other for years now. We've known each other for almost ten years, and I think that right. What that's one of the things we started talking about. That kind of I think really you know, united and connected us. And I would agree. I mean, obviously, since it's your culture, you know it a lot more than I do. But as a fan of, of sci-fi and mo- and just movies and TV in general, and as a writer, I was like, you know, we really don't have your, the representation. I mean, we've had Native Americans and, 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 you know, Westerns for years, again, with the war paint and the horses and the teepees. I mean, come on. I mean, this is what they, you know, for years. And sometimes they're great. You know, sometimes they're greatly, I guess, right, represented. I mean, maybe Dancers with Wolves. There's several that are really well done, I guess. But for the most part, right, they're just sort of, I don't know, they're characters, sort of villains, or they're sort of the, the antagonist, the protagonist, right? And they're not really sort of developed or really touched on as say something like Chakoti. So for seven years, Robert Beltran, you know, um, establishing and developing and fleshing out that character had that opportunity, right. To, to really, you know, develop it, develop him as a, you know, as a, a, a real full featured three, three dimensional character, which was really cool. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. And then, and like I'm looking at some more notes here about the development, it says the Voyager producers were looking for an ethnic background, which had not been seen before as a main character in the franchise. It, it, it was hoped that a Native American character would prove to be an inspiration in the same way that the appearance of Uhura again, and then later inspired Whoopi Goldberg for other African Americans. Um, uh, executive producer Jerry Taylor said, it seemed to us that Native Americans needed that kind of role model that Native Americans needed that same kind of boost. The future looks good. You have purpose as a Native. You have worth. You have value. You will be leaders. You will be powerful. That was one character choice we had early on. Um, and this, yeah, this is really interesting. Um, this is Jerry Taylor, who I had the pleasure of, of pitching to um, when the show first went on the air. And I went to her offices at Parma. She was a, gr- a great producer, and she helped, of course, develop and create Voyager. She said, this is from Taylor's notes. She describes the first officer as, as a human Native American male, as a, let's see, maybe you can pro- help me with this pronunciation. Is it Queequeg? Queequeg? Q-U-E-E-G-U-E-G? Is that, is that a, yeah. Do you know, is it Queequeg? Queequeg? Something? It's, um, it's. Um, oh, you know what? It's actually a, a it's a character. I, I, I looked. Oh, it's, it's a character in Moby Dick. So it's Q U E E G U E G. That's a is is the first principal character encountered by the narrator Ishmael. All right. So I guess she was just trying to get that character. I guess it wasn't really so much native, right? Um, it said basically it says this man. This man has made another choice to, to re-enter the world of, of, of Starfleet, right? Chakotay was not the first Native American to appear in the franchise. That was in the episode called The Paradise uh, Syndrome in the third series of Star Trek, the original series, showing a group of humans following a Native American-like culture. And that's true, right? And Kirk goes on the planet and he sort of becomes one of them and lives with them because he lo- loses his memory because of um, a tech you know, sort of lightning bolt that sort of fries his brain. So that was the first official next generation, uh, you know, uh, appearance. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so that's so that's pretty much uh, what they were trying to get at, a, a true role model for, you know, for natives. You know, um, this is interesting. Robert Belgian gained, gained the reputation on set as a real comedian, 
Following the first season and during a group interview with the Washington Times, Beltran joked that he was asked to perform in Hamlet during the summer in Albuquerque, New Mexico, but he had been asked to wear Chakotay's facial tattoo. During that time, he worked on the Oliver Stone film Nixon. During the period when uh-huh. yeah, during the period when Voyager was run by Taylor and Pillar as exec producers, Beltran gave feedback on the character, which ta- was taken into account. He later explained that this ended following the introduction of Jerry Ryan as Seven of Nine into the cast and Brandon Braga taking over from Taylor and Pillar. Beltran felt that Chakotay was one of the characters alongside Harry Kim and Tuvok and Neelix who were left behind and ignored by the new writers who tended to concentrate only on Janeway, Seven, and the Doctor. So that's really interesting. He was very vocal, Robert Beltran. He said, I said, for me, it was okay. You can fire me. Go ahead, fire me. I'll leave. He compared his experience on Voyager to working in a car factory and said that the repetitive scenes meant that it it was limiting limiting his creativity. He explained that it did not affect his relations with the other actors. In the end, he felt the producers decided to keep him on on the cast as it did not make very much difference except to a very, very small percentage of fans who maybe didn't like what I said. So, yeah, he was – I remember, you know, back in the day, I remember he he would give interviews and he was very vocal that he was not – you know, not uh, satisfied with uh, with what was happening. And finally, it says the final episode, you know, Endgame introduced a romance between Seven of Nine and Chakotay. Jerry Ryan found this confusing for the characters, as as though it had been suggested in the episode Human Era. The producers told the pair to forget about the relationship in the in between episodes until the finale. Yeah, right. Like all of a sudden they're dating. You know, like we're what? And we you know turn around and all of a sudden they're dating. So. Funny. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. they they dated. I, I, you know, that was uh, there was a period there where they were kind of held back from going forward, and then then they started dating a little bit later on. But um, yeah, yeah. I, I always thought that I always thought they had good chemistry. Him and Seven and Nine. I uh, agree, so right. I, I'm glad that that didn't like go, like, go on, you know? <laughs> right, I mean, I agree. I think when when they did hook up, so to speak, it was good. I think Beltran and uh, Ryan were really good together, right? But it was just very kind of confusing because all of a sudden, what? They're dating, you know? So because I guess they they kept it on the down low and they kept it under wraps and you could you could argue, but it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, kind of. Right. You know, um, I don't know. That probably has to do with Jane Wingo, you know? Yeah, I mean, you, right. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean, I think I think a lot of times, yeah, they were, everyone was sort of um, wondering if Chakotay and Janeway would sort of hook up, and they kind of did. I mean, there was a flirtation. There's an episode, I can't re- recall the name, but they, they're, um, Voyager has to keep them both on a planet and, and sort of abandon them because they have a disease that everybody will die. So um, it will infect the crew. So um, Chakotay and Janeway have to live on this planet to find the cure. And so, you know, and obviously they find it and they get them back. But all throughout the episode, he's like, you know, I want to make this world uh, our home. And he like he builds things for her. And obviously they're getting close. And then by the time, you know, by the time I think that Chakotay wants to make his move, <laughs> Voyager comes back. So it's like, fuck. So he, he couldn't make the move to a... Yeah, to, it's, almost, you know. almost like, I don't know, it's almost like he didn't have time for a relationship or something. You know, he's always got so much going. Right. <laughs> so and you, th- going. 
Right. And well, let me ask you, as a military guy, in your experience, is it would it really be frowned upon as say the captain of a ship or a commander in a unit was dating his, you know, obviously I'm not talking about same sex. It could be same sex today. Of course that's allowed. Right. But I'm saying if a, a female cadet or, you know, like sort of a same template here, would that be allowed or would that, would, would that be frowned on or? It would be frowned on. Yeah. Right. It would be definitely frowned on. Right. Cause it's too, it's too close to home. It's too like, yeah. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah. Especially yeah. if he's, like in, if they're in the same command and whatnot, I mean mm. it does happen. I mean, but right, but um, yeah, it, it's definitely frowned upon. If, mm. if, if he's in a position over her or vice versa, right? You know, right. There, so yeah, it, it's yeah. frowned upon in the military. Right, fraternizing, but. Right, it's yeah. one thing. Yeah, it's one thing. Like you even look at pa- pa- remember Paris and Torres. Tor- there you go. Right. Starfleet uh, directives or, or rules. Right. right, but like right, you look at towards the end of the series. Of course, Paris and Torres become a couple, and they even have a baby. Right. So for them, but they're not. You know, one's an engineer, and one, and he's a you know, a, a bridge officer, the pilot. So, right. So he, they're not really, it's not that much of a conflict because they're not really over, you know, she, he's not an engineering, right. A, you know, member, he, she's not like over him. Right. So I, I think that that was kind of allowed, but to have Jacody and, and Janeway to have, you know, the, the fir, fir, first officer and the captain, that's a little, right. If they have a squabble, yeah. what's going to happen? You know, they have a little fucking fight. Yeah. What's yeah. What's going to happen. So, so, but it's yeah, Right, right. And it's like, what's going what's gonna to go down? I think, though, it was – I agree with you, though. I think the chemistry between Ryan and uh, and Beltran was, was really good. I think Mulgrew and P- Beltran could have – but again, like we're saying, I don't think – you know, Yeah. Like I said, you know, Chakotay has a lot going on and, you know, when he was conflicted also, you know, and mm-hmm. – McKee and you know he just had so much going on right you know, and then he ended up um, leaving Starfleet and which had to be a really big decision for him but he was kind of again his convictions came into play and you know he had to go he had to go the way the Marquis was he was kind of relating more to them at the time you know right right when well, this is really interesting we're, we're really kind of running out of time here so I just I thought this was the case, and I'm getting um this right from uh, two months ago. It says it's official. Robert Beltran returns to Star Trek. He's gonna voice. I guess yeah. He's gonna he's gonna be on the animated show called Prodigy. It says yeah. uh, right. Robert Beltran returns to Star Trek Prodigy as Captain Chakotay. Uh, Robert Belton is returning to the Star Trek universe as Captain Jacody in the upcoming animated series Star Trek Prodigy following his Voyager co-star Mulgrew's participation as a holographic version of Captain Catherine Janeway. So I haven't seen it. I've seen some clips from Prodigy, and what I saw was really good. I mean, the animation was really good, but I didn't see the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I didn't see that much. Does it say if they're bringing anybody else back to him? I think, well, um, well, obviously, yeah, obviously, uh, Janeway's there. Let's see. I think they said, yeah, I think they have a little list. Wait, blah, blah, blah. Today's announcement. Um, yeah, it says, uh, joining Beltran in his still secret Prodigy story is three other members of the show's recurring cast. 
And it says, oh, Jason Alexander, um, you know, guy from Seinfeld, of course, George. And he's going to be, wow. oh, yeah, he's going to be a Tellerite. Um, the actor is best known for his role as George Cassandra. And he was in one of my favorite voyages called Think Tank. And that was a great one when it's like a think tank that um, that fucks around with Voyager and boy, they, so they get their comeuppance is awesome. Um, but yeah, so it's a bit, they, they, he's, but he's doing another role, and I guess the other ones are doing you know another. Oh, this this girl plays a trill, interesting. But yeah, I mean, I think in terms of animation, I was really impressed. Like I didn't really get much of a story because I didn't see more than say ten minutes. But the animation was was really good. It was like this is good stuff. It almost looked like Pixar. Yeah, it almost looked like Pixar. That's how good I thought it was. I was like, wow, this is approaching Pixar levels. Wow. Really good job. Yeah. Yeah. So listen, we're almost out of time. Uh, I was going to thank you. And, and I want to ask you, do you want to mention anything you're doing, like any projects or, you know, you can, you can plug something if you want. Um, um, just uh, go to Praetorian Group or pgglobalsecurity.com and check me out. <laughs> cool. There you go. It's a good place to start, right? And from there you can, they can contact you and see what goes down, right? Yeah. 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 Sounds great. Awesome. All right. I want to thank you, my friend, and I want to thank everybody to uh, to listen. Uh, you, you know, you guys are supporting us. Uh, you can become a paid subscriber and get some of the stuff that the paid people get, <laughs> or you can continue on as a free subscriber. Either way, um, I appreciate it. Live long and prosper, and we'll see you soon. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks, man. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye.